Ladies and gentlemen, you tuned into an all new episode of Rap Lab Podcast. It's your boy, the motherfucking Candyman, the ALFRE to the D. And it's the one and only, the Dreadlock Wonder, your boy T.O. So y'all know the question. What's the dealio? And it's the one and only True G. Just call me the QG. And ladies and gentlemen, back by popular demand, because y'all keep flooding the inbox, we gonna answer some of y'all emails on air. And uh, shout-outs to everybody who's been listening, because, uh, you know, this is like the third time in the last month and some change we didn't be reading, listening to emails, but when the inbox is filling up, it's hard to ignore all the positive comments and questions you guys may have. And you guys ask questions that sometimes we may not even get to on the show. So uh, without further ado, fellas, y'all ready for some uh, listener questions? Yep. Oh, yeah. Let's bring on the questions. All right. So Marcus from Providence, Rhode Island writes in, by far, my favorite cast member of the show is Tio. I just have one question. What truly is the dealio? <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a good you, you know what? Shout out, shout out, shout out to that question. Shout out. Yo, answer that well, question, man. Well, here, here's the thing. Last time we did an email, I think it was, it's funny you mentioned, uh, who was it, Rhode Island, this one? Rhode Island, yeah. We had, a, we had a person of Eddie from Springfield, Massachusetts, shout out to him, and he asked a question about the tree. So, of course, I'm labeled as the son, or the Buster Rhymes is my daddy, as my rap father. So, if you may remember the song, Put Your Hands on My Eyes Could See, Silly with the 9 Milli, What's the Dealio? I always ran with that question, so... It's just simple. It's just paying homage to Buster Rhymes himself. So since he's my father, I'm paying homage to him. So that's all. <laughs> wow, that 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 makes sense. That that really makes sense. But uh, all right. Uh, we actually got a uh somebody from Nevada here. So hey, so Chris, Las Vegas. Christine from Reno, Nevada, uh, wants Ooh. to know, fellas, I really enjoy the podcast. I just have one burning question to ask the three of you. Who who do each of you feel is the most overrated rapper you've ever heard? Little Wayne. Oh my good. Oh my goodness. Little <laughs> Wayne is on your family tree. What are you doing? No, 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 no. Don't insult him like that. <laughs> Little, First of all, he don't even take care of his dress. So that's so that's so that's out the question. But as you, you far as something, overrated, Wayne. He stole my answer because I was gonna say him Wayne, too. Wayne. Yo, uh, what was who was the person from Reno? Christine. Okay, well Reno nine one one. The thing is this, Christine, you can keep the Carter three. One of the most overrated. The Carter three is a classic. Garbage. No, no, it's not. It did great in sales. It sold well, but it's not a critical. It's not a critical acclaim. It was tougher than Nigerian hair. What are you talking about? It was wait a minute. 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 Ow. Come on, Mrs. Officer. Wee wee. If you lay out all of Little Wayne's albums, if you lay all of Little Wayne's albums out on the floor, which album are you gonna grab first? The Carter Three. You're not yeah. gonna grab that album. That's a lie. I'm grabbing the Carter Three. Then no, I'm grabbing the Carter Two. And, and you know it, and you know it. And since uh, of a dear friend of ours from college, Bertha, I hope you listening to this episode. You got a friend because otherwise, mm, I can't take that Carter Three album. One of the most overrated albums I've ever heard. I don't know I how could, people hype that I could album. Take up. That, I could take that album to the trash can. <laughs> exactly. I'm gonna be. I'm brutally honest. I couldn't stand and you know that. Something? You know something? I was this close. This close to mentioning Rudy Tooty Fresh and Fruity, Pinklin Thomas, a.k.a. Cameron. But Wayne, you'll take it. <laughs> Pinklin Thomas? <laughs> yes, Pinklin Thomas. No, see, the reason why I wouldn't say come home with me is for a reason. They didn't hype Cameron more than they hype Wayne with the Carter Three. They didn't hype come home with me more than the Carter Three. That's why I'm like, the most overrated album ever. This is the so-called greatest rapper alive. Then, come on now, no. And people, this and officer people into that. hated it. Lollipop immediately hated it. Hated Lollipop. And the rest of the album was ugh. No, yeah, keep it, it was ugh, 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 as I come back. Yeah. No, he didn't come back. I, I didn't want him to come back after that. <laughs> nope. <Mm-mm>. Sorry. <laughs> All right, and QG, you said you share the opinion of Lil Wayne. 
Of course, but uh, what's your what's your pick, Al? I know that after what I'm about to say, I'm going to rub a lot of people the wrong way. I personally feel Biggie is overrated. Oh, no. Oh, no. Stop it. Stop. Stop. Now, now, hold on. Hold on. I did not say he sucks. I think he's nice. But the reason why I say he's overrated is because after he died, he achieved God status in rap. That's now, why so, you feel overrated? He was nice, but I'm not going to go ahead and say he's the greatest rapper to ever live. You don't have to say he's the greatest rapper to ever live, but he's not overrated. He ain't no overrated. I feel like people put him on such a high pedestal. You know why? Tell me. Because he brought back the East Coast. When the West was dominating, he even though he didn't do it by himself. I though. know what you're saying. I know he didn't do it by himself. We're talking about numbers. When Ready to Die came out and sold $5 million, that made people pay attention and look right back at New York like, oh, my God. And not to mention the songs. Come on now. Everyday struggle. And come on. At what he was able to do at his age. What's Machine these Gun guys' Trump? excuse? What's these, guys ex- What's these new guys' excuse coming up with this mumble rap and all this garbage when Big was in his was 19, 20, 21 going on and coming up with these crazy, crazy songs? You can, think, you can songs. thank Wayne for that, by the way, yeah. which is why I still feel he's overrated. You know, jacked up the music industry even more. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I mean, come on. Like, you know, sure, dead rappers get better promotion. And unfortunately, Big is no longer here with us. He was taken from us, which is responsible why Life After Death sold. Now, wait, 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 wait. Al, are you going based off because of he was because he died? Is that yeah, that, that's that's my basis for it. So what? So 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 that's like okay. So what if this was the same issue with people like Pop Pop Smoke and um what's his name? X, uh, the, the X the Triple X one. What's his name? The one that passed away. But nobody's making them out to be the greatest rappers ever. Like Pop Smoke following is mainly out here in Brooklyn. And Al, that's not true because people still debate whether Pac or Biggie are the greatest rappers. It's not just Biggie. There'll always be a debate. Yeah, but Pac was the GOAT from before he was dead, though. That's debatable. That's debatable. It depends, on who you ask. it depends on who you ask, to be honest. You could say around 95, 96, he was that close of achieving that. All right, so you want to see? All right, so 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 getting disregarding the dead argument, you know who I also think is overrated? Who? Eminem. Oh, oh, oh! Why do you feel that way? Oh, I gotta hear this. That's so, because people going boing boing boing. That's why. <laughs> no, no, it has it has nothing to go with. It has nothing to do with. <laughs> But boing, boing, boing. I hate that, but go on. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I felt like Eminem's rise in the game was due to his outlandishness. Like, I don't know. I, the, the, the shock value was just too much in the beginning. That even, though that's my, even though that's my favorite era of Eminem. Like... The real Slim Shady music video talking about spitting in your onion rings and all types of shit. Like, it's like, uh, like, I oh, think, I don't, I honestly don't know what Dre saw in Dude. I think, I mean, yeah, he was a great battler, but I don't know, like, early it's Eminem. Because he was different. Yeah. Early, go ahead. Early Eminem, and even current Eminem doesn't do anything for me. I feel like the Eminem show Eminem was the best Eminem we, we, we ever, we ever saw. Um, Re- the, Math- the, uh, I'm gonna go with Marshall Mathers. LP. I gotta say Marshall Mathers, bro. Recovery was great. I give Recovery him that. Is great. You, you know what the thing about Eminem to me? I can understand where I was going, but the 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 the, the trauma past he was going through. So it was, eh, you could, I, I could understand it because he so was you, on, so, you know, so, he was so doing with it, drugs. So, so you think with, it was the pills talking when when he made that 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 off music? Oh God! Because also, also, you want to talk about top rappers, right? So let, let, put it in put it in perspective like this, right? So take somebody like Nas, for example. I think Nas is the um is the second second greatest rapper I've ever heard. So mm-hmm. in my personal top five, Pac is one and Nas is two. 
So you okay. want to take somebody like Nas, right? Look at his look at his catalog. How many honestly bad albums can you say Nas ever had? And I don't oh. count Nostradamus only because Nostradamus was the original got bootlegged, so he had to rush to put something together. So I don't, don't hold one, that against. Don't want Kanye West. Produced. I don't. I don't think bad is the right terminology. Well, well, Eminem I, has had a bad album because you uh, guys, you guys said that Encore on a previous episode of this podcast, y'all said Encore was bad. I, I say Encore is my least favorite. I don't like the Encore album. However, Eminem is in my top five because he is so different from any of the other white rappers that came out, for one. If we're judging it based off... See, but we're not not judging it off just white rappers. We're judging it off hip-hop as a whole. I'm bringing up the reason why he's still here. How many white rappers you know have had success that Eminem has had? I mean, if we want to go through the list, uh, I, the only the only white rappers I could think of that has that have had m- as much sales as as M as the Beastie Boys, but they're a group. Right, right, they're a group. So what what I'm saying to you is this: there's something there, technique wise and skill wise. Eminem could rap. He could he out can rap. rap. He can. He, he, he right, exactly. However. What is he supposed to talk about with his music if we can't respect his creativity? He's not going to talk about what everybody else is doing. He's going to talk about what he's doing, what's in his life and, and what's going on in his environment. I felt that Marshall Mathers LP, he showed growth. He started to pull back the layers a little bit. You got a sample of it on the debut, but then he really started to dive down into it. And you have to respect what he did creatively. You mean Especially to tell me... Stan? Oof. Just about to bring up Stan. Stan is a and great... I seen it all. Oh, God. Is that painful scene? my window. We have a special bulletin. Concept Alpha from Rap Podcast has just did one of the worst things ever, which is painful singing. Please. And the thing that takes things way too far. That's what that song is about. Like, Eminem, like, it's an acquired taste. You, you know what I mean? If you, if you like Eminem, you like him. If you don't, you don't. I get with the humor and everything like that. He's done that. However, lyrically... I think he's incredible. I think technique-wise, he's incredible too. So I mean, I'm a I'm an Eminem fan. So okay, okay. But I I understand your if you feel he's overrated. No, I, I I I would understand why you and probably other people would think that because again, uh, the narrative people say, oh well, if you if you black, you can't like Eminem. Oh, he's he's like, how do you relate to Eminem? I respect skills. Yeah, I respect that, skills, uh, too. That's, that, that's, what, that's what it is for me when it comes to Eminem. Skills. Not to mention the battles he went through? Benzino, well, that was a waste. Even I, though give, that was I give credit because he, he jumped into the Ja Rule 50 problem. He didn't he jump did. into it. Ja Rule brought him into it. Well, oh, yeah. Ja Rule should have never mentioned his daughter and Eminem as well. A that was Ja Rule's people, fault. A lot of people feel that Eminem has never been truly battle-tested. Like the people that he competed against, are they worthy challengers? You can say mm-hmm. that. I mean, I, I mean, he even battled Insane Clown Posse. Right. When you look at the resume, and, and again, people feel that the only person that could really outwrap him and possibly beat him in a battle, clearly, is Royce the 5'9". Well, Royce went at him. Well, I hate to quote DVDs, but. Oh God! Here we go. Denied. 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 It was mostly a D12 thing. Yes, he did take some shots at M, and M threw a little something back, but it didn't blow up into a full-scale battle between the two. And Royce is nice. He's another lyrical person too. Yeah. Well, Eminem didn't. Eminem didn't hang around at the Lush waiting for Royce. Oh, there you go. He, DVD again. Oh, or really? What happened that night to one of Royce's peoples? I don't recall. Oh, of course you don't. They got beat up. <laughs> denied, denied. But uh, but nah, I feel I feel Eminem. So you know what? I'm gonna retract what I said about Biggie because that was purely on him dying. But um, nah, definitely um, definitely uh, Eminem. I feel is is overrated. Eminem's still in my top ten, but I just don't rank him as high as I've heard people say Eminem is top four, top five. I don't rank him. That high. He's in my five. He's in my ten, but he's not in my five. That's it's respectable between five and ten at the moment. It's respectable. But uh, all right, let's keep let's keep the ball rolling here. Uh, we have a, this is a controversial one. Uh, Destiny from Newark, New Jersey uh, wants to Richard. write in. 
Uh, hey, fellas, uh, you have yet to talk about this on your podcast. So I figured I'd ask the question. What are your thoughts, opinions, comments on the Meg the Stallion, Tory Lane situation? Uh-oh. Oh, God. I, I knew somewhere down the line this was going to come. That's fine. That's fine. We can talk about it. it no, I, I was right. It is controversial because right now, no. it's too many it's it's too many fabricated fabricated t- stories between these so, two. So I don't really I don't really pay attention to much. I mean, I got the TMZ app on my phone and they send alerts. From my understanding of it, they was in the car together with one of Meg's homegirls and I guess something happened. They had like some argument and he told her to get out. She didn't want to get out, so he shot her in the foot. Is that right? That's what we Alle- told. Allegedly, that's what happened. And we're hearing all these different reports that he even told her to dance or I'll shoot you in the foot. It's kind of like what they did in the Western days or in mobster days. Go on and dance like that scene in Goodfellas. And in old black and white movies, they would shoot at the ground like dance, Bucky, yeah, dance. Right. <laughs> uh, supposedly, that's what that's what they said that he said to her. Um, yeah, these I Canadian feel, niggas is built different, man. I, I like. When I heard the story, the first thing I was concerned about was like, oh, my God, she got shot. I hope she's okay." And the video footage of her backing up from the cops and, you know, they had her put the had them put their hands up and everything like that. It's it's crazy because when Megan broke out, what happened first, she showed the picture of her foot and instantly people gravitated towards Megan saying, oh, Tory Lanez is a scumbag. He did this. He did that. Tory Lanez waited a long, long time to speak on it, and she. Didn't and then when he, and then when he did speak on it, he didn't even put in words. He just told people uh, download his new album. Right. And he made and, a whole album about the whole incident. Right. My, when that my, my came thing, out. Right. And my, and my thing about this is, it's it's too many different reports, like QG said. It's like one one problem. day you hear about two. Now you're hearing about ten different reports, and then like next week is twenty different reports. It's like what the hell is going on? Me personally, I rather wait until the whole court thing happens, because it's it's too many different stories, and some people are sort of saying like, yo, they're retracting what they're saying, and they and they telling the story again, but just in a different way. So my 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 problem with this is simple. Even if it was true, Tory Lanez is a scumbag. Then you got people saying, oh, it, Megan's lying because she said she got shot in the foot. And the next thing, she she had the video with uh, Cardi with WAP. And then she's still twerking in heels. And then they said, well, how did the hell that heal that fast? And supposedly it says she got shot in both foots. That's what was first told. So we're, we, uh, us three is telling what's happening. But it all sounds, again, different reports. So it's hard to say, like, who should we believe? Many people believe Megan. You even got many people believing Tory. Oh yeah. Believe it or not. And that's the thing. And, like, and, and not to mention, this whole even this whole story is also broke the friendship between Megan and her best friend. And not to mention, not to mention also, um, it's like, what if you do pick a side? Whichever side you pick, the other side gonna hate you. And Tory should know better not to mention this on the album anyway. Why the hell are you dressing it on an album? I think he and felt then, he had to. And then have the audacity to talk about, oh, I'm sorry if I had a crush on Kylie. Why do you have a crush on Kylie, Jenna? And not only that, you see the people, the people instantly jumped in. Like in choosing, so you got some guys that are defending Tory Lanez for what he's saying. You got the women defending Megan. So it caused like a division. And then Megan went on live. Speaking about what happened, saying you shot me, like she said, she kept it G. She didn't mention his name. Did she even file charges? No, that's the and that's why people are not happy. Some people aren't happy with Megan because of that. How she say as they said protected him. And but, you know, right. And she didn't address it in any of her music either. No, she didn't. She, she just, just kept, kept it quiet. She she addressed right. it IG live because they were saying how Tory Lane's attorney or the team was saying how she's lying on the story. So supposedly and, she jumped right. in and it's like, all right, let me clear the air. Right. But he kept tweeting and that's why she felt she had now, to respond. This to is it. where I get pissed off because people are jumping on Megan because it's like, Well, Megan, who shot you? Was it Tory? And the man the moment she mentioned Tory, now she's labeled a snitch. What the fuck do you people want? Do you 
want the truth or not. You say you 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 begging her to say who shot you. No no pun intended to big. Who who shot you in the foot? People are aiming at us, Tori. Then you're claiming that Tori was the shooter. Now the same people who begged her now call her a snitch. You can't win either way. No, it's a lose lose. It's it, it's a it's a controversial situation. I just hope that it that it just stops. They both go on with their lives. Uh, apparently, Megan has she's making her music. Tory Lanez is being wrapped up into it. He keeps feeling the need to address it over and over and over. And that's the Thankfully, thing. Thankfully, nobody was hurt. I mean, he claims that he's over it, but you can see some of the clips when he's in clubs. Then they have a video of Casanova. I think it was Casanova. Who, who saw him, but supposedly Tori jumped up like, yo, who's that and everything? I'm like, is he paranoid still from this? Yeah, there's a lot I mean, going on here with that. Hey, uh, Destiny, I understand. It's 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 still tough. To, it's still tough to tell. I say wait to the court for, like, the real evidence and see who's lying or not. Yeah. But people, I, I, and by the way, QG, it's not just women defending Megan. There's, there's men, too, especially yeah, from Houston. Guy, They're not yeah, going to let. Yeah, they, they, yeah. I mean, that's Megan's hometown. So, you know, her people are going to back her up. I think jumped in the mix to defend Megan. I think Slim Thug, I think, jumped in the mix to defend Megan or something like that. I couldn't remember. Yeah. But, I mean, I love Megan. I, I love Megan the style, and I like I like what she does, you know, her her energy and her outlook. Plus, she's an anime fan. So, I, I, I just hope. I'm still shocked she's an anime fan. Ah, uh, come on. Anime is worldwide, baby. No, and I'm not saying that. It's just I didn't see her as an anime fan. You wouldn't expect that based on her. I didn't expect that. Her. I was like, what? Okay. Right. Right. But, yeah. it's. I mean, I hope we answered your question. It's a long, long, you know, situation. And, you know, hopefully things things end and cease in yeah, this the right thing, way. This thing needs to be cleared in, like, in no time. All right, and ho- hopefully we uh, we answered your question. Shout-outs to Newark, New Jersey, Brick City. Uh, we see you. Uh, this next question is actually, uh, I-, I can't wait to answer this one. Um, M- Mitchell for, from Denver, Colorado goes, Greetings, fellas. Hope all is well. Love what you do with the show. I know you guys only bring up one over and over because Alfred keeps quoting it. But what oh, is MC Shane? Please let him no, be MC no, no. Shane. Oh, thank what God. is this? What 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 are your guys' favorite hip hop documentaries? Ah! <laughs> we answered this already. Oh, well, I, I'm sorry to say it that way. Well, this show, I like the show. This show is one of my favorites. Biggie and Tupac got too many moments in it. Too oh, many moments. Lord, and, and and the too many moments has to do with the fact. And they could only use a certain amount of instrumentals. <laughs> those questions, those questions that was asked to Mo Prem and and then him showing up at the barbershop. I, I wanted to, I want to know about the humiliation. Oh come on! I you, I you, bet you, you would you, ask Mo Prem that question. See? Did you do the intro back? <laughs> Hey, <laughs> Al, you want to learn about no, the humiliation? Wait, wait, wait. And they went to, they went to the ranch in Big Frank. Oh, see, I, I hate the way he insults Frank, man. Why do you insult Frank? Wait, wait, wait. wait. God they're bless not, Frank, man. They knocked on the door and he said, hold on, I'll be right back. I got to change. <laughs> God bless Frank. He came at the end of the Frank should come back and get your ass. Oh, and while he had it, we'll preach you, whoop your ass too. Terrible, 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 terrible. I can't believe you insult somebody that was somebody that died, man. Why? How, how could you do that? Oh shit! Oh, oh man! He you can't mean, even breathe. You see? That is not even worry. that funny. Don't, How's don't that worry. Funny? Don't worry. Mopreen, gonna come out of nowhere and whoop his ass too. He will never ask Mopreem that question about the humiliation. No, no, no. If Mopreem Shakur came on this show, I would ask that man about the You will not. No, you will not. No, you will not. Now, the one thing I will not do is go to Bed-Stuy and go in the barbershop and ask about what they about Biggie, because that's just waiting for an ass-whooping. You just want an ass-whooping. That's the problem. No, bro. I'm not going to Fulton Street and no barbershop talking about y'all know Biggie with no camera. Oh really? But you want to go to Queensbridge? To, you want to go to Queensbridge to a Foot Locker? I didn't say that. I said I, I wanted to go to a field trip. 
No, you want to go to the monument so MC Shan, no, oh, MC Shan waste and whoops your ass too. The mm-hmm. monument is right in your face. Nah, but uh, nah, you nah, won't nah. look at the monument because he gonna beat the hell out of your face too. And and then when we, well, I know it's COVID season, but we need to go to Nas's restaurant, Sweet Chick, one of these days, man. Oh, oh yes. But uh, I ain't gonna be here. Oh yeah, uh, for those of y'all. Uh, our good friend, uh, I guess we can announce it now. Our good friend, uh, Tio, is uh, moving away. So uh, we can Can you tell him where you're going? Can you tell him where you're going? Charlotte. Woo! No, 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 no. Charlotte where? Charlotte. Charlotte, Charlotte. Charlotte what, where? What state? Oh, North Carolina, guys. Ah, uh, ah, uh, ah, uh, ah, uh, ah. Uh. Do I have wrong. to? Yes. North Carolina, guys. Thank no, you. no, oh. no, no, no. North Carolina. There we go. That's better. He he's basically going back to uh, check on his cousin Petey, see how he's doing, and uh, don't you know, know Petey. That's your cousin, huh? Well, unfortunately, <laughs> he's still out to this day. Crazy. Yeah, yeah but let's but, but 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 we're letting the people know just because our brother is going somewhere else, he will always be here on this show. So nothing oh, yeah. changes. Absolutely. I mean, we've been we we've been recording in separate locations for how long? It ain't gonna stop. Oh, it won't. Now this this next question is for me personally. If please say no limit. No, it is is not is not from no limit. But this person does live in a in a hip hop cultural bed. So, uh, Troy from Port Arthur, Texas. Shout out to PA. PA UGK. Yeah, Troy from Port Arthur wants to know. Yo, Al. I don't even, he, he he wrote this email like he know me. Yo, Al. <laughs> that's just literally how it starts. Yo, Al. That's good. Yo, Al. I feel like I've really gotten to know you since I've been listening to the podcast. I've listened from every episode from the very beginning. I just personally would like to know, what is your beef with MC Shan? <laughs> good question. Now, on the last Ask the Rap Lab, I said I didn't have a problem with MC Shan. Oh, I have two oh, of his no albums. Problems. Are you kidding me? I don't have no problem with MC Shan. I like MC Shan. Yeah, sure you do. I mean, let, the, let's, uh, let's, let's break it down. You I quote that man all the time. You, you, you quote one thing. You love to hear the story again and again, how it all got started way back when. The monument is right in your face. And, and the bridge is the name of the place. I, I could sort of answer this question. You was the one talking about, oh, you don't have real bitches in the doorstep singing notes. See, no, 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 no. This is the issue. That man went on the beef DVD and sat down and looked at the camera talking about, and he got, he got, he got, he got uh, doorbells with real bitches. He got something about planes. He got planes and boats, and he got re- doorbells with real bitches singing the notes. I don't know and nobody. Right. I don't know nobody. You ring their doorbell and the bitches are singing the goddamn ding 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 ding. You know, no. the problem, you know what the problem is with that? You took that line way too literal. First, he said it in a song. It was in a rap song. That's what he said it in. That so if I go, so if I go to this man's house at 4 o'clock in the morning and I ring the doorbell. Why bitches, would you go there at 4 o'clock in the morning? You want to get shot? <laughs> I, mean, I don't want to get shot. I'm just saying because he, he, what? Does he pay these bitches to stand there all 24 hours, 7 days a week? What did I just tell you? It was a metaphor in a rap song. Wow. No, 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 that doesn't no, no. be how many rappers how many rappers have said things that are not true? Mm-hmm. Quite a few. Right. You see the long pause? Because it would take us centuries to decipher lyrics. And you call them MC uh Karis one the MC Shane Killers. Let's not forget that. I, I listen, man, he ended that boy career and then took him on tour. He didn't end that boy's career and took him on tour. First of all, how's he a boy? For what? <laughs> well, that, are, you, are, you, are, are, are you crazy? Yeah, man. And listen, listen. And, and the KRS one right after him in the Sprite commercial. He did With not Shan win. Shan by the way. Shan won. Shan won. Shan won the rematch. It was it was a debatable draw or Shan won. KRS did not really win that. You stop it. Mac, you're just saying that because KRS is your granddaddy. At least I'm not. At least I'm saying he didn't win because he clearly didn't. No, he did not win. So, but I mean, what is your what is your, so 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 that's your only beef with Shan because of that one bar? I mean, but I like Shan because I've also quoted South Bronx, kill kill that noise, South oh, Bronx. You don't care about and, 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 and he also did us the favor because he introduced the world to Informa, all because of snow. 
I like I like snow. Sure you do. <sighs> I do like snow. Sure. I no, don't that, like snow. That's that's the only white man I've ever heard speak patois. I like the I like the reggae artist snow. I don't like snow, but I like the reggae artist snow. Yeah, and farmer player. Well, that's not how it goes, by the way. So how does it go? <laughs> I mean, you you ruined it, so I, I'm not gonna do it. No, come on, I, I want to know how I no, go. No, no, you ruined it, man. You killed it. <sighs> okay. All right, the next. This is not even a question. Uh, Dwayne from Chicago writes in, "Hey, fellas, I enjoy the podcast. I just wanted to tell Alfred that he probably bought Master P that gold toilet on that episode of MTV." <laughs> <laughs> You know something? You are absolutely correct. You know how many people you paid? So you probably paid for that gold toilet. <laughs> for those of you who don't know what we're talking about, there was an episode of MTV Cribs back in 2000, and Master P had an all-gold bathroom, including the Yo, toilet I'm was mad. made Yo, of gold. I'm mad he even brought that up, because that I was about to say it had to do with that Cribs episode, because I remember that episode, too. Doesn't he have an elevator in that house, too? He yes, he had an elevator. You, you probably paid for the maintenance of that elevator. <laughs> <sighs> you know, I, I blame you because you talk about I bought them a house and a car. You did. You did. You, did. you bought 24 no limit albums. You hey, paid their rent. 1998. Bro, you paid their rent, their insurance, <laughs> everything. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, no question. That was very good, Dwayne. Thank you, Dwayne. That's terrible. All right, we got another one here. Um, this one is for you, QG. All right, what's up? Terry from Milwaukee writes in. Hey, Milwaukee. QG, do you ever think that you can sit down and fairly listen to a Wale album? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> oh, this is getting good. Oh, okay, well... Uh, to answer your question, I've tried. I've tried and tried and tried. For did the you Wale really try? Episode, yes, I did. I sat you know there. That, a lot of people talk about that Wale episode, you know. Li- hey, listen. I sat there and I listened to everything from the beginning to try to be as objective as I possibly could with this guy, Free Willy, but I just could not do it because at the end of the day, Lotus flower bomb. You're not doing it right. You're not doing it right. It's lotus flower bomb. No, it's the same thing. It's the same exact thing. It sounds like he drank a gallon of water, went inside the booth, and decided to record. And he drowned. That's what he did. He, he drowned, all right. But uh, I, I tried listening to Wale, and he's just not my taste. I give him his credit for doing what he does. Uh, he has a fan base, but I try. Uh, and again, I may joke around with rappers that I don't really get into, but before I do that, I will listen to their catalog to see if there's anything I'm missing or try to understand why they are where they are in their career. I try with Wale. I still say he don't fit with Maybach music to this day. Like I, I know Al, you accepted it, but I can't. Accept, it just doesn't look right. He just he looks like the odd member of it. Like in the said, beginning, in the beginning, it felt wrong, but I've come I still back think back. it feels wrong. It just it's just the way the roster, the way the roster is lined up, and the way the roster raps in their songs. He just doesn't fit. Okay. If he, I mean, he's gonna continue with love songs, fine, but. Ross ain't gonna love song every day. Meek Mill ain't gonna love song every day. Stalin ain't gonna love song every day. That's I don't know. Okay. That's just me. I'm not a fan of Maybach music overall, guys. Just to let you know. Baby back rip. <sighs> All right, this one is uh this one is a interesting one. Uh, Dalton from Kansas City writes in, uh, fellas, I'm a huge fan of the podcast. Uh, one topic I would love for you guys to discuss one day is your favorite producers. Who do you think is the greatest producer you've ever heard? <sighs> Matt, go first. Consistent wise, I gotta go with Premier. Good answer. Consistency. Good answer. No, there's nothing wrong with that. That's a great answer. It's it's too many to choose because me personally, I got too many favorites. 
<laughs> I'm surprised you didn't but, say Pete Rock. I want to say Pete, Pete Rock is neck and neck with Premier, but uh, consistent-wise, I got to go with Premier. Mm. Although Pete Rock and C.L. Smith are one of my favorite duos, but I got to give a credit credits due. I, I'm going with Premier as my favorite. Primo is a great but my player. top three, if I was to say my top three, is always going to be Premier, Pete Rock, and Dilla. That's look, at, look at the body of work that Premier has. And people yeah. that got to remember, it's not just with... Guru, he was, he was all it's over extensive. Guru, Damager, uh, he, he did stuff for Jay Nas, he was everywhere. Yeah, he was. Like you don't really hear Pete Rock on the Jay Z. Only Premier could do that. That's true. Well, y'all know who I'm gonna say. Who, Doctor, Doctor Dre? Oh no! Nah. If we had to talk about the best Manny, producer I've ever heard, fresh, is right? fresh, Manny fresh, fresh, fresh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's your favorite. New, new Manny, Louisiana. But uh, yeah, nah, you know why I, I give I give respect to Manny Fresh because from '96 to 2000, I, 2002, he he produced every last track on for Cash Money. They didn't use no outside producer. One man produced all them songs. You know how busy you are to do that. Gotta be very busy for that. And he still found time to rap. And he still found time to sing. House real big. That was a funny song. Remember that song? House real big. Yeah, oh, everything real big. big. Everything was big. The house, the wheels, everything. <laughs> it was too big. My favorite Manny Fresh verse though is on "I Got That Fire." That bad. He, you know, in the music video, he looked at the carry said, "You want a nigga that'll put a big stick in your ass? That fire." I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Manny's a character, man. Shout out to Manny Fresh. Now, even though he got robbed in that versus battle against Scott Storch, I don't think oh, I didn't catch here we go. Scott Storch. Matter of fact, T.O., I'm about to play. Can you play the advisory, please? I'm about to go on a rant. We have a special bulletin report. This ain't breaking news. Alfred is about to go on a special rant. This is regarding the versus battle between Manny Fresh and Scott Storch. I mean, Storch. So there you back go. to the program. Let me let me tell y'all something real quick. So Manny Fresh got robbed because it's supposed to be a versus battle. Things that Manny produced versus things Scott Storch produced. And this goddamn guy, Scott Scorch, or Storch, whatever the fucking name is, the goddamn motherfucker go ahead and and, and and playing songs that he helped produce, not that he did produce. Songs that he was an assistant for and not the producer. Manny Fresh was robbed. If you believe Scott Storch won that battle, then your ears don't work and you need to reevaluate your life. Manny, <laughs> Manny Fresh got robbed. You mean to tell me he helped on Candy Shop? He didn't produce Candy Shop, and we couldn't even we couldn't even give back that ass up no love. But y'all same hoes be in the club twerking it for the nine nine and the two thousand and can't give the producer no love. <laughs> Fuck man. Thank you, thank you, Alfred Cornett. <laughs> hey, Alfred Cornett. Oh, All right, it's your turn, producer. Dr. Dre. The diggy diggy doc. Let me ask uh, you a question. Because there's so many eras of Dr. Dre. Which Dr. Dre you like more? The Ruthless Dre? The Death Row Dre? The Aftermath Dre? Or the current Dre? I'll go with Death Row Dre for me. My favorite my favorite will always be Death Row Dre because what was coming out. I mean, the chronic changed music. It revolutionized hip-hop. And then what he did for, what he did for Doggy Style was, was incredible. I mean, I love Dre overall, even the stuff he was able to do with 50, with M, and, you know, he's worked with other with other artists. Um, Dre, to me, not only with the sound, but the way he can transform a record, because a lot of people don't talk about this. There's certain things that he does that he'll tell a rapper to say vocally, and he will make them change up the way that they deliver certain lines. He has an ear for music that no one else has ever heard. And for example, uh, 50s in the club. My flow, my show brought me the dough. You see the way that he did that in a melody form? That was Dr. Dre's way of having him do it. When you listen to the original, there's an original version of What's My Name. Dre, that beat you heard, that wasn't the original beat. Dre changed it because when he heard the lyrics, he's like, let me throw this in here. And it just blended perfectly. So Dre's ear for music, that's actually Dr. Dre calling to thank me. Uh, uh-huh. It just, 
it just worked out so good. So Dre is my favorite. Okay. Okay. Well, I need to cool off after that rant. I feel steam coming out of my ears, man. It's, oh boy. Railroad. Woo. All right. Uh the next question. Uh Arnold from Wichita, Kansas writes in. Mm-hmm. Uh fellas, I love the podcast. However, uh you guys don't talk about one of the most polarizing figures in hip hop history, although Alfred keeps mentioning Big Suge, who plays a role in this guy's career. <sighs> what is your opinions on vanilla ice? <laughs> Vanilla Who wants ice. to go first? I'll go first. Well, you see, <clears throat> when you owe people money, right, oh, you need to pay them the money, right? Because, you know, if you don't pay them the money for the song that they wrote, then uh, they're going to go get the big homeboy who used to play in the NFL. He's going to kick in your door and he's going to hang you by your ankles off the top of the balcony. He said you know, that didn't happen. Who said that didn't happen? Vanilla Ice Vanilla said ice. that. Of course, Vanilla Ice would say that didn't happen. Why would he say? Why would he? Why would? Why would Rob Van Winkle admit that? He didn't do that. Whoa, 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 whoa. Wait, uh-huh, uh-huh. Rob Van Winkle. See, you don't know the man to call him Rob Van Winkle. <laughs> Listen, Big Sugar, <laughs> Big Sugar was there. He said it happened. Mob James was there. He said it happened. PK PK Chocolate was there. He said it happened. No one cares about him either. Are you crazy? PK Chocolate wrote Ice Ice Baby. What you mean? Listen, Big Shug, Big Shug wouldn't have went there and did that for no reason. Oh, stop it, man. Just stop it. Look, growing up as a kid, early 90s, you know, you know, Vanilla Ice, Ice Ice Baby was a hot record. It was a popular record. Even if you didn't know rap, you knew who, you know, you know who he was. And I mentioned the Ninja Turtles in a, in a, as a joking manner, but he was also on the soundtrack with Ninja, Ninja Rap. People looked at Ice as a carbon copy of Hammer. Obviously, you had the attire with the baggy clothes and the parachute pants and the dancing and everything. Ice, Ice was Ice. And he got criticized a lot because, you know, they, 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 they thought he was a poser, you know, with the whole word to your mother and I'm from the street and all this other stuff. I mean... He got criticized everywhere from everybody. Everybody didn't, threw shots at him. If I'm not mistaken, didn't third base have a beef with MC Ice? I mean, with Vanilla Ice, or am I, or am I tweaking? No, they, they Pop goes the weasel. Pop goes the weasel. Pop goes okay. the weasel. Where they made a parody of Vanilla Ice, they had they had somebody dressed up like him and act like him. They dissed him on that song where uh, where my guy um, Pete Nice said. Uh, Stop vexing on the skills you didn't originate. The thin ice will break and it'll set you straight. Mm-hmm. They they went at him. They called him a quiff on the Arsenio Hall show. They 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 MC Search called him a quiff. Like he got targeted all over the place. I remember Del the Funky Homo Sapien. I realize Arsenio Hall just be the instigator of shit. Yeah, oh, Arsenio Hall the troublemaker. Oh, the interview he had with Vanilla Ice got a lot of people upset the way that he questioned him and pressured him about his background. Dell the funky homo sapien, he says, ice is cool, but I don't like vanilla. <laughs> and and then you had M- you had Compton's Most Wanted. MC8 was like, the DJ got kind of lazy. Threw on the ice, ice baby. That just didn't faze me. Uh, ice got, he got, ice. Hit, he got hit all over the place. Man, Eminem and Vanilla Ice got into it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Vanilla Ice to me was, uh, I mean, Ice Ice Baby was a hit record, but me personally, his lyrics, I mean, he was just, mm, he was just not impressive to me a bit. That's just me. I do like the beat. Doom, 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 doom. Yeah, and he got sued over that. <laughs> yes, he did, as usual. Under uh, under pressure, that song right there. He got, and, and they made fun of him for getting sued. The same song on um, Pop Goes the Weasel, they said you stole somebody's record and you looped it. You looped it. You boosted the record and you looped it. You looped it. But now you're getting sued. Kind of stupid. No, I'm there. You go. That's how we feel about Vanilla Ice. You know. Yep. Don't, don't, don't pay the man the money and give him his royalties, and he won't hang you off the balcony. No, for goodness sake. Ah, let me stop. Uh, 
All right, this next one is a local question uh, in the New York City area. Um, Anthony writes in, uh, well, he, he put that he's from Metropolitan Avenue, so that could be Brooklyn or Queens, but uh, T.O., I think he's on your side. But anywho. Uh, I, mean, I mean, I mean, technically, eh, he is closer to me. I mean, I'm not on the Queens side, but who knows where he could be on Metropolitan Avenue. <laughs> Anthony from Metropolitan Avenue writes in, if Tupac did not get murdered, do you think uh, Death Row would have been around as long as Bad Boy was, or do you think they would have still found some way to crumble in the Empire? That's I a think, legit question. I, you know what? Very I'm glad question. you brought that question up, because I always thought Death Row would still be around a bit, if he was still alive. I you agree. Know, do you know what? Here's the thing, right? I look at history. And because Death Row, a lot of people think Death Row died right away as soon as Pac got killed, which is not true. Death Row was around was. 2003, 2004, 2005. No, no, no one cares about that Death Row. Corrupt Against the Grain was uh, got released in 2005. See, that album was as you would say, no one was checking for Death Row like that. Yeah, he's if correct. you really think of it, like Pac, Pac, like when you look at the early Death Row, it was also Snoop. Daz, Dre, of course, but once Pac came in, it's like Pac just shot straight up, and he wasn't there as long as Snoop and Dre and them. So when Pac took Death Row back on his back, Death Row was unstoppable. Now, and granted, the problem, now here's right. my other thing. Granted, if Pac would never got shot, you may have hear a different version of the Dark Father, in my opinion. It's the, it's the way Pac died. Like if if it was something else that if he just left the label, that's different. But the the the, the manner of what happened to him, and Nate Dogg said it himself. Peace to Nate Dogg. He said Death Row started living off controversy instead of the music. So exactly. yeah, I agree. I agree they would have been around, but when once he died, the energy just got sucked out. The inspiration and not only, only Death Row, the West Coast as a whole. Oh man, it was a bad hit it was a huge blow so if Pac was alive I'm sure that you know Death Row Death Row would have been okay even though he was planning to leave that I'm was sure that leave. he was planning to leave I'm sure there still would have been some business done or, you know between a lot of situations would have happened if Pac didn't die it's just like we can't turn back time when it comes to this yeah you know but, but, but the thing to see the thing you know what's funny though? After Pac died and you know Snoop and and everybody left, um, it's funny because Death Row was around, but only Cor- Corrupt was the only one that got an album out. Pete yeah, Pablo and, and Crooked Eye, Eye but not yeah, Crooked yeah, Eye that, and, yeah, and the that, Realist that, and Swoop G fake, and all of that. Fake, yeah, but that fake, like, like Top Dog. We, no, no, no one cares about Top Dog. Um, what do you mean? He, he was on All About You. No. And. <laughs> They'd be like, ain't you the top dog and don't you be rapping? And where's no, he his career now? Because where's he now? He, obviously, he doesn't rap. In 98, he rapped. That's 98. I don't know why that version of All About You isn't on All Eyes on Me. That's the better version, in my opinion. No, it's not. That's a lie. Every other city we go. Every other video. <sighs> Terrible. Terrible. I see Terrible. the same hoes. This but, is another uh, bulletin board. Alfred is still painful singing. Please, mm-hmm. cover your ears. That's not painful. All right, another question here. Um, hold on. Oh, email closed. Got to open it back up. Okay. Andre from... Wow, another one from Springfield. Andre from Springfield, Massachusetts wants to know, fellas, I need a real rap lab opinion on this one. If you could bring back any one rapper from the dead, who would Oof. it be? Big L. Oh, boy. <laughs> well, of oh, course you're going to say Big L, because that was your friend. Oh, that's tough. I, I, You know what the thing is? is you know what? F this. I want to bring back Big L, Pac, Biggie, Pun. All, you, you only get one, sir. I can't I can't answer that question. I know. It's well, hard. I can't, I, said, do it. I can't do it, because there's so many I want to bring back. I can't just bring back one. And you just can't choose one over the other? No, man. And, and, and again... You know, I'd say Pac, I'd say Easy i I'd say Big L, I'd say all these people, man. I, 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 
I, I can't big. I can't just pick one rapper. Me either. I mean, I, I know I said big L just like that, but it's it's hard. It's too many great rappers dead. Guru. Oh, Heavy man. D. Oh no! See, come on. No, I can't. Come I'd bring on. back the. I'd bring back the goat. It's uh, yeah, Pac would have to, if I had to pick Pac's coming back. If I had to pick, and and then uh, and then we'll and then and then we'll play that. Uh, I know Mac don't like the Bone Thugs and Harmony remix, but uh, we'd have to play that Swizzy soundbite. Pac's home. <laughs> I, I still don't like it. I don't know why. Um, that that's, that's the best the version of Untouchable, in my opinion. Well, you stop it. Uh-huh. Swizz so uh, still wounded. I don't think he ruined it. I could have uh, did without the I could have did without the gunshots in the in the beat though. Yeah. Swizzy man. That's the only part part that messed up is the production. I don't need no Swizz. Yeah, okay. I can't. Yeah, yeah, I can't. I can't pick one. I just I'm about to bring everybody back. Okay. Shoot, yeah. well, we bring ODB back too. That's another one. Uh, all right, this next question, since we can't really... Prodigy! Damn! You see? Yeah, Prodigy's Ooh. was rough. Yeah, it's too many to pick from. I agree. Too many. Yeah. All right. Uh, Brianna from Waco, Texas, writes it and Ooh. wants to know, out of all the hip-hop duos and groups that have been together that broke up, if you could have stopped one from breaking up or put one back together, who would it be? I know who I was going to say. Who? EPMD. <laughs> Are we correct? I mean, I wasn't thinking of them, but you know, you kicked that out because they ended up getting back together anyway, so they didn't oh, need me to okay. patch that up. Okay, so who 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 were you thinking initially? Honestly, I would have uh, I would have stopped leaders of the new school from splitting up, especially the way they did on Yo MTV Raps. Yeah, that was bad. That was bad. That was a bad look. Was, Yo, they was that, getting that, interviewed that, 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 and and. And you know what? Shame on you, Mac. Can you can you play the advisory, please? We have another special bulletin. We are sorry to interrupt the program once again. Alfred is going on another rant. This one is very reasonable. Guys, please listen. You might want to learn from this. Back to the regular program. <laughs> M- M- MTV, y'all should be goddamn shame of yourselves. Y'all see the motherfuckers arguing and infighting. Y'all kept that on camera, didn't even edit it out, and aired the goddamn footage, which even farther precipitated the breakup of the leaders of the new school. I don't know what the fuck is wrong with you guys for leaving that in there. And then every time they, and then every time the Yo MTV raps anniversaries come up, y'all keep playing the footage like it's something to be proud of. The group yeah, broke up. A, yeah, that's a bad look. I didn't like that either. And that was at the Brooklyn Promenade where they got filmed breaking up. Yep. Only you would know the location. Well, you know, Mac is the king of Brooklyn, but that that's to be that's to be uh, argued. But yeah, why like why 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 would they why would they, first of all, if I would have seen that, I would have I would have either a filmed it and never put it out, you know, and have it as lost footage, or b I just would have never filmed it at all. I would have put the camera down. Yeah, that was so negative. I got an answer. Like why? Like why would you put? Why would you put that? And I honestly feel if that footage would have never would have never got out, they could have they could have been saved. Yeah, because it wouldn't have been put out there like that. It, it it instantly had people talk like, "Oh my God, what's going on? They're breaking up." All of that could have been handled privately. You saw when Buster put his hand in front of that camera. Yep. Yeah, he was, he's like, "Yo, dog, it's ain't the time and everything." He was saying it's like, "Yo, you gotta push, you move, you back up, dog." But, uh, T.O., go ahead. Yeah, I'm probably going to think I'm going to say Pete Rock and C.O. Smooth. I'm but not I'm surprised. not. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. No, he's not, uh, which would have been nice if he did. But uh, go ahead. Who you got? Now, the reason why I wanted to say Pete Rock and C.O. Smooth is almost like they broke up after a Sprite commercial, but they still got a chance to work together for a bit. Yeah. Barely. Yeah. Me, personally... I felt this breakup was out of nowhere, and I felt like we were never broadcasted off the back. Eric B. and Rakim. Yeah, that was bad. Why did they break up again? It's I like, heard it was over money. Money. I heard it was over money too. But when you when you look at their last album, no, oh, I'm sorry, don't sweat the technique. You, I mean, the last hit was what? Let the, oh, I'm sorry, uh, know the ledge. Yeah, I heard a peep out of. Neither one of them since until what five years later 
you actually hear back from Rakim, but not Eric B. So we're wondering, where the hell is this guy at? I felt like there was some, un- I felt like there was no chapter for the hip-hop fans to wonder why, I'm sorry, a close chapter of why Eric B and Rakim broke up around that time until we finally figured out like decades later, just do interviews. And when you look at those two separate interviews, they never want to talk about each other. Yeah, you so couldn't ask, you as couldn't much ask as Rakim Sales move hurt me, I was more hurt of the undisclosed chapter between Eric B and Rakim breakup, yeah. and it was out of nowhere. You've seen Rakim back on the scene, but just a solo act. Eric B was nowhere to be found like that. So, Eric, B did, Eric B didn't do much after he, he split with Rakim, right? No, he didn't. He didn't. Yeah, he didn't do much. Like, I know there were rumblings that um, Pac was going to sign him to Death Row East, but after that, I never heard nothing about him. Yeah. Yeah, that was bad. At least they came back together for the reunion show, and things seem to be good now after all these years. And the guy, and I think the guy, not I wouldn't say a little closer, but who whose daughter passed away? It was Eric B, right? Oh uh, yeah, it was Eric's. Yeah, Eric's yeah, daughter passed away. It kind of got sad. a little closer a bit. Yeah, yeah, that was so sad. That was a tragedy. Yeah. And what about you, QG? Uh, NWA. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah, I definitely, I definitely would have stopped that breakup because NWA was so important to the world and what they were discussing politically, and not just that, but also being, you know, part of the forefathers of what was going on in the West Coast. And I felt that if they stuck together, you know, even though we got some great music that came out after the breakup. Who knows where Dr. Dre would have been? Who knows where Cube would have been? Well, you know, you know, you know what's funny is mention you it's funny you mentioned NWA. Imagine if they didn't break up how many things we would not have had. That's true. I was just alluding to that. We wouldn't have a chronic. There'd be no death row. There, there would be no death row. There's yeah. a possibility there could have been a Snoop Dogg, but it wouldn't have been no doggy style. Agreed. Because mm-hmm. he you know he still would have been around but who knows what would have came out. And you know what I else felt, I think about? If if you sorry to cut you off, no, no, if no. if Tupac's life plays out the way it does still, even without NWA breaking up, he and he goes to jail, he may have never gotten out. Yeah. Because Suge would have never had the money. Because he would def, there would be no death row. There'd be no death row, right? So there's a lot of things that spiraled after the breakup, but you know, if they if they were together, I just imagine like what more could have came out after their uh after the end for life album, uh, you know, I keep thinking about that, the production and the style. And they said it when cube left, they lost their edge. Mm-hmm. They lost their, they lost their power, their, 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 their political drive. And, you know, cube was the big, he was the forefront. He was a big storyteller. He was, he was one of the writers. So everything yeah, changed cause, up. Cause, after cause biggest for life sounds way different than straight out of Compton, even a hundred miles and running way different. So, that would be my pick because of what they meant to the world NWA. That's fair. That's fair. All right, we got time for uh, one more question here, so I'm just gonna close my eyes and pick one random. And uh, <laughs> yeah, because I'm, I'm going down the line, but you know, yeah. we gotta make the last one a bang. Okay, let's do it. All right. All right. John from Dayton, Ohio, writes in, Hmm. Fellas, I really enjoy the podcast. I just have one burning question that I can't wait to ask you guys should you ever read this email. The question is a two-part question, and I hope that you guys can give insight to this question, as with everything else you talk about on the podcast. The first part of the question I want to ask is, do you think, had Big Pun not died er at an early age, that Terror Squad could have taken over the game. The second que- the second part of that question is, had Pun not had Pun not died, do you think Fat Joe would still have been as big as he was? Oh, I can answer that. Go ahead, T.L., you take a crack go, at it. Go, Mac. Go ahead. First of all, first of all, I do agree on the first question that they probably would have taken over, depending on the direction, because when you look at Terror Squad as a whole. Pun was like the go-to guy that people would look at first. 
instead of Fat Joe. Now, granted, Fat Joe Mainstream has been out longer than Fat, oh, sorry, Big Pun has. But when you look at Terror Squad, everybody going to say the best lyricist on that squad is Big Pun. And and I agree. I don't think Fat Joe would have been that big of um t- or would have taken over Terror Squad. I think he, maybe him and Pun would have been co-partners as the lead of Terror Squad. But again, when we when we look at that squad, let's see. You have Pun, Fat Joe, Cuban Link, Triple Six, Armageddon, and Prospect. So we, count, we don't count Remy Ma as part of, even I, though she the reason no, she, was, I, she was coming reason, in later. She was coming in later, and this is around a time that Pun was still introducing her, but she never got a chance to be simply on the roster yet. Because because she was she had a verse on Yeah Baby, didn't she? She, she did. had a verse on Yeah Baby, but now that's part of the Terror Squad. But Pun was really putting her in the game at that time. And and and, and, and to add to that, I've said this at one point on an episode. I can't remember when. If they would have been, if Pun would never die and that six-man group still would have lived, you probably would have saw Remy Ma as added than the first lady of Terror Squad. And I'm talking about with the originals, if Pun would not have died. This is not to discredit or, like, discount people like Cool and Dre afterward, but we're talking about the originals. Like, their, their 99 album was was hella hard. Mm-hmm. I agree. And I think Pun still would have blown up a bit more than Fat Joe. Who knows what would have happened if Pun was still alive more for Yeah Baby. I mean, I think he finished the album, but he didn't get a chance to see the album. I can't remember the exact details. Now, Dangerous Species, uh, I'm sorry. But Pun, yeah. Do you I, really count that as an album? No. I don't. Really? No, I don't. Is that the song um, that Shanti on the single? How he wrote? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It did. That that, that was a Shanti's breakout. Yeah. No. Um, I mean, but, I, 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 I agree. I mean, I, if, if if Pun was alive, obviously Terror Squad would. You know, I think Terror Squad would still be a factor. You wouldn't have the incident between Joe and and Link. I feel. If there, yeah, there's exactly. no way. There's because, no way Pun would let that happen. No way. Because after Pun died, that 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 group, you thought NWA was bad. Terror Squad was worse. The original. And I think, and I think Pun, especially I between think, Fat Joe and Cuba Link. And I think Pun would have really pushed for Link to drop his long-awaited solo debut. And 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 and, and to go off with Yeah Baby, you know, a lot of the producers are saying Pun was getting lazy. Like they would ask Pun to record, re-record certain songs, and then he would be like. Well, my hundred thousand dollar watch says that I did it perfectly. You see, the fact that he got money, it's like he didn't have to try as hard. You could tell on Yeah Baby he wasn't as hungry as he was on Capital Punishment. Oh no, yeah, things were totally different. Even though Yeah Baby is 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 good, it's good, but Capital Punishment is great. So you know, there's a difference between that. But I felt if Pun, and again, if Pun was still alive, I mean, who knows what what probably could have happened? Maybe with his health. More could have been done. That's more should have been done health. while he was still alive. More should have been done. Somebody should have did something. But well, not, Fat Joe. Well, no, but, but they did. But they did try to help him because didn't he go to the weight loss camp? He went to the fat farm. He did. Yes, he did. And he lost some weight, and then when he got out, he put it right back. Yeah, he lost a hundred pounds, and he was in a wheelchair. It was, it was, uh, it was sad, man. The punk man. But yeah. I missed, I missed uh, part. Oh, man, miss that guy. If Pun was still alive, a lot of things probably would have changed. A lot of things probably... Who knows who he, he probably would have worked with? Who knows what Terrence Clark this, this was a good look for the Bronx, too, if he would have still been alive, because the Bronx was really about to be popping. Like, I wouldn't say about to be popping, but they were they were resurging as far as the hip-hop industry goes. Bronx was resurging. You still had Lord Tariq and... Well, they were done by 99, but Pun... He, he was ready to put Bronx back on his back. I, I honestly think that the um, I think that if Pun would have never died, a rift would have been caused somewhere. Because like you said, that attitude with the watch. Um, yeah, he was quoted on saying that, that all oh, my hundred thousand dollar watch says that I did the song perfect. I honestly I honestly think, um, yeah, there would have been a rift. The group would have broke up or somebody would have left. I don't think he and Joe could have coexisted for, for a longer period of time. But then again, I'm not a fortune teller. So, 
But you know how it goes. Usually one member in the group, their head gets too big, and that, you know, causes other issues. Yeah. But that, that, that won't happen in the rap lab, though. Nah, man. We are way, 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 way too bonded at that. Even though we may have our disagreements here and there. <laughs> Still, we're brothers. Uh, nothing will ever break us. Yep. And with that being said, uh, we're going to close this one out. Uh, keep the questions coming in because every 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 few episodes we're going to uh, answer your Ask the Rap Lab questions. So, uh, yeah, man. We out of here. Peace. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm.